brought to you almost live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoking host, the good old boys. Suds, suds, it's time for more suds. Oh, yes. It is that magical time of the day. Once again, boys and girls, you've joined Sip, Sud, and Smokes, the award-winning podcast where good beer meets really bad radio. Terrible. <laughs> I'm one of your hosts here at the table. This is good old boy Mike. And joining me here at Microphone Left always is good old boy Dave. Hey, at least I'm housebroken. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Are you That's beyond new, the puppy pads? I'm almost there. Yeah, it's are a you, new development. Are yeah. you moved beyond the puppy pads? Uh, well, you know, sometimes at night I still have. Okay. Yeah. Do they do it through like crate training? Leakage. I think he's ready to move up to the big boy pull-ups. Right. <laughs> so, Get and, some hardwood floors. Uh, and shaking his head wondering, oh my God, what have I chosen to do we're here? We're looking for sponsors. This good old boy Drew. I'm so glad to be back. <laughs> And always blessing us with his presence is Reverend Mark. Hey, I can't wait to dive into some Belgian goodness here. Oh, there's a hint about what's going on today. This guy. And joining me to keep me in line is good old boy Tim. Does this mean uh, I get a free pass at a church today? Uh, yeah, you got some Jesus points right, right now. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. You're, you're a little bit more blessed than normal today. Re- Reverend Mark is your co-pilot. Yeah, well, there you go. He's taking care of all us sinners. That falls yeah, in the yeah. category of, gee, that was not a good yeah. idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, today is going to be another exciting episode. It is a double brewery takeover episode. Double, double. Dun, dun, dun. We are drinking true Trappist beers today. Chimay Brewery, founded in 1861. That's a long freaking time ago. Yeah. Didn't something else happen that year? 200 years of awesome beer. Reverend uh, Mark was born. Yeah. It's a brewery in Scormont Abbey, a Trappist monastery in Chimay Hanau, Belgium. Do, do wow, that was well, say Ch- Ch- Chimay, yeah, right. or she may not. <laughs> La Trappe is brewed by the Con De Conhaven Brewery, founded in 1884 in Conhaven Abbey in the Netherlands. There are only two things I can't stand in this world: people who are intolerant of other people's cultures and the Dutch. <laughs> Thank you, Michael Caine. <laughs> and probably the way that I butchered the pronunciation of each of those. So there you go. We have three beers of similar style from each abbey, and in the spirit of peace and tranquility, Tim, hold my hand. Abbeys are known for, we're going to pit these two breweries in head-to-head in the greatest monk fight since the 36th Chamber of Shonolan. 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 Shaolin. Someone Shaolin. didn't watch many kung fu movies. Yes. We don't know show from show Nolan. Someone's not a Wu-Tang fan. <laughs> right. Three rounds, winner take all. Every, every month was kung fu fighting. No, you you, you're not getting it back now. <laughs> Shinolan. Do, 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 do. There you go. Do, do. There was beer involved. What can I say? First, though, this Sudsebgit is brought to you by the Clear Beer Consortium. Hey, brewers, you found lactose. We get it. 
<laughs> you know, American craft beer industry is at a radical or a radical moment in its history. So let me just speak directly to all you brewers. You found milk sugar? Yay for that. It makes beer thicker and sweeter. We get it. Lactose is a in a stout. That's cool. Milkshake IPA. Yeah, I can do that, man. But when you where does it stop, really? Lactose lager, milk sugar, michelada. Please, brewers, stop this before it's too late. I love how Tim is just nodding his head the whole way through. Furiously taking notes. (laughs) Yeah, sadly, people will buy that. Yeah, someone would buy that. So what I did on Tuesday, you're telling me I really shouldn't (laughs) have dumped that last and third bag of lactose in there, along with peanut butter extract. Well, yeah, so here it goes. if it works, <laughs> if it works, people buy it. Yeah, they love a Twinkie Hefeweizen. Yeah, it goes better yeah. at a bachelorette party. I like the uh, lactose habanero uh, uh, imperial porter myself. <laughs> Dang, well, is if, that a thing? It, it will be. It, it is will now. Be. I'm just yeah. sound good. giving you yeah. brewers some hints. Yeah. If you can fit it on the can, it's legal. Is that is that the way that it yeah, goes? Is that how much. it works? Yeah. But what about the lactose intolerance among us? Oh well, then you just have to drink and drink cider. <laughs> drink the yeah. claws, baby. You're yeah. <laughs> Ain't no laws. <laughs> All right, Reverend Mark. Tell us a little bit more about what makes some beers Trappist. I'll tell you a little here. A Trappist brewery is one that's located, actually, in a monastery and operated under the supervision of Trappist monks. Aww. Yep. <laughs> and at this point in history, there are currently 11 Trappist breweries in the world, six of them being in Belgium. Now, you need to understand that beer in the Trappist style that is derived from a commercial brewery is called an Abbey Ale. These breweries have no current monastic connection, but they brew uh, and market the monastic style. So some were once brewed by monks, but they are now purely a commercial enterprise. A good example uh, of Abbey Ales that uh, that are beers uh, are like the beers that we get from St. Bernardus. Uh, There's a monk on the label, if you'll notice, but it's not a Trappist monk any longer. Hmm. The whole time I had like this scene from Queer Eye playing on my head going, these styles are just not working for me. There's too much robe and not enough buttons going on here. So, yeah. That, it's so weird, yeah. but so telling that that's where your mind went. I just, it's not my style to just make fun of other people and the way that they look at things. So. He sees a man, in a man in a dress and that's where he goes. And so, the Germans are going, yes, we, we don't like the buttons. Are the Trappist monks the one with the tonsures? That's what I always wonder. Tauntauns, hmm. like Star Wars? No. Tonsures, you know, where where you you know, like where I'm naturally balding on the back of like my head. Yes, stone. they do actually. They like they a, are the ones. Like and they're a, do like they're a, cut it. It's like yeah, a scalp. Who, who it's like a scalp yamaka. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the <laughs> the Trappists actually are derived from the Cistercians, and the Cistercians are a French uh, the, uh, order that goes back to the 13th yeah, century. Yeah, but the French don't make good beer. Yeah. That's all I got to say. So, do the Trappists have to just own the brewery or do all the brewing? What what, uh, are, what are the guidelines? I, I think the guidelines are fairly thin these days, meaning that the brewery actually has to be on the premises of a Trappist monastery, and every now and then a brother needs to walk through there. I think the check uh, has to clear. Yep. I think that's where it's drawn. Money talks. Although, although I think, it, like in West Mall, there are, there's a lot more uh, local involvement. Some are but, probably more yeah. hands on than right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 
Well, we've actually tasted several Abbey beers from St. Bernardus. Check out that episode called Belgian, not Trappist, to hear more about those beers. Good old boy, Tim. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what we're going to be tasting today? So in our head-to-head competition today... Every month was kung fu fighting. There are a lack of uh, sound clips. Here, you know, you think you'd have somebody slip Sorry, I'm still, I'm still reeling from Chanolin. <laughs> <laughs> All right, unguard. Uh, I give the sound clips where they're worth it. I didn't even get one on my intro. Like yeah, I said where they're worth it. <laughs> Here, Tim. It's so upsetting what's happening in my mouth currently. There you go. <laughs> right, that perfectly describes my thoughts. Uh, so tonight, today we'll be tasting the Chimay Premier, which is the red Chimay, the Chimay Saint-Saëns, which is the white, which is the Belgian triple, and the Chimay Grand Reserve, which is the blue, which is the Belgian dark strong, Chimay blue, or Belgian quad. And then from Le Trap, we have their double, triple, and quad. That's a good one. All righty. Thanks, Tim. Now. You're welcome. We've uh, worked on not rehearsing this, so let's screw it up the first time. (laughs) Clearly, we haven't rehearsed. Good old boy, Drew. Would you read our Sudge ratings for us today? But what I want you to do is, so Caperton actually did this in a Gregorian chant, so we want you to try and channel your best Gregorian chant to read our Sudge ratings for today, and the rest of us are going to give a monk hum in the background. So, all right, guys, here we go. Um, We'll be discussing and rating these beers with the Sudge rating plus our signature belching sounds. Here are those ratings now. One. That sucks. Give me anything but a bud. Two. Was that a belch? Um, Three. Ah, what a relief. Four. A body should not really make that sound. Um, Five. Listen to that hang time. Give me another. over there. I believe I have been spontaneously <laughs> combusted. <laughs> I think I'm going to add that to our casting audition. You know, uh, can you hum? You know, is this, are you a hummer? <laughs> Wait, how about it? Oh, no, 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 no. no. Yep, yep. Not a lot now. So, uh, that's a never, Title IX violation right so there. So you're saying that's an HR moment <laughs> where near it's Weinstein, like, you can't ask for a hummer. Yeah, we don't so, need more lawsuits. Yes. That probably is the name of this episode now. Are you a Hummer? So there you go. <laughs> We've done it, everyone. It's all downhill from here. You're talking about the automobile, right? Right. That's correct. That's exactly what I went. Well, maybe they should have like auditions. You know, do they do that for the monks? Or like, are you a good Hummer? You know, something, something Catholic Church. I something, like something. How, this, how this entire episode completely degraded right before the first break and that way we can just kind of recoup ourselves sure you know and cannot talk dig about out of a hole you know i think that that's probably a new t-shirt are you a good hummer you know <laughs> it's like <laughs> yeah. 
as, as Drew is shaking his head going, no, 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 Mike, this is a good lawsuit. That's all it is. And you, and somebody at this table is an attorney, I, I was told. <laughs> yeah. Don't it's always the attorneys, it's... isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. We are. Yeah. It's good to be the lawyer. <laughs> it's good to know how to yeah. get yourself out of the trouble that you Trust get yourself me. into. He has a we'll be right back client. in just a minute. Hey, welcome back to Sip, Suds, and Smokes. On today's Hummer edition, we're discussing <laughs> every, every monk was kung fu fighting. We're going head-to-head in a duel. Duel? Duel. <laughs> duel. <laughs> Brewery takeover edition, where we're actually com- uh, have competing Abbey Ales uh, today. We have Shimei going head-to-head with La Trap in a blind taste off. So, I guess uh, the, before we get to this, who did it? Who, uh, who who was the better Gregorian chanter? Was it was it Drew or Good Old Boy Caperton? Two hey, distinctive styles. After mm. you've listened to both episodes, drop us a line here at info at Zip Suds and Smokes. We'll actually have a chant off. Well, I think they were kind. Of, it was kind of like one felt Dutch to me, and the other <laughs> more Belgian. Wow. Yeah, you know. Wow, this is the, the small Belgian versus Dutch Trappist monk difference. So it sounds like a fight okay. to the death is in order. Yeah, that's well, usually how they did it. Every yeah. monk was kung fu fighting. No. No. Just, just no, Mike. Just, it, that's, maybe, I think that's the fourth time it's not going to work. Yeah. You guys could just get together and drink. I could be saying it off key. Hasn't called on. I could be. Making, that's what I said. I could be making up the entire <laughs> words, you know. Or yeah, there's a lot of things that could happen. All right, so uh, we need to get to the beer today. So let me tell you what we're going to do. Uh, let's get ready to rumble. Yeah, that's exactly what we're going to do. Is uh, we pitted each of the style of beers against each other today so uh again Shimei and Latrap, and each of them has a double a triple and a quad and so what we've done is we've tasted these blind both doubles both triples both quads and we're going to go through them that in that order and so the first thing we're going to do is we're going to talk about the double we're going to talk a little bit about what we thought of uh pitting between the two and at the end of that discussion we're going to talk about our favorite between the two in our rating and then we'll reveal what is what so you're going to find out about what we're talking about all at the same time we're going to do this in real time everybody's lost excellent <laughs> have another beer well, sit down chill yes. out and, and now you understand none of us know what we're talking about at yep. any time just choose to get in the right hand lane and just cruise along with us all right there you go all right so up first we're going to talk about the double uh, good old boy, Dave. What do you think about uh, the doubles here, and maybe what was your top choice? Um, I I got some oxidation oh. off of both. Right off the bat, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But that was when they were cold. As as they warmed up, a lot of that's kind of you let them breathe. A lot of that kind of just fades off. Um, Number two still has a little bit more, but it also has more depth of flavor to me. Number one's a very kind of a lightweight, but I, I like it. So I, I think I liked number one better than number two. Hmm. Okay. I forgot to read the descriptions of what we're having here in each of these categories. So the Chimay Premier, which is actually the red label. you can That's how you order it. All the Chimay Red um, is the Belgian Duel, 7%. This copper-colored ale boasts flavors of apricots, brown sugar, and nutmeg, and then brewed since 1982. It's been the first uh, beer ever produced by the Trappist monks of Notre Dame de Sormont Abbey in Belgium. So the competing one here is from La Trappe, 
It's also 7%. <laughs> um, it's noted for dark color with an ivory colored head. Hmm, that's a dead giveaway. Um, and uh, the aromas are fruity aroma with dark tones of vanilla, caramel, and roasted chocolate. Another dead giveaway. Um, and uh, it, it finishes out with sweet and lightly bitter. Hmm, that's another dead giveaway. Mm -hmm. So those are the two beers that we had. And it kind of plays into this, Drew, where when you look at these two side by side, they don't look the same, do they? One is definitely a lot more red than the other. I would agree. Yeah, one is definitely a lot more red. One definitely has a, a much whiter head versus an ivory head. Yeah. Um, and, you know, honestly, the, they're obviously both doubles or doubles or however the heck you say it. Um, but yeah. I noticed the difference in them. Uh, the The first one was definitely a little creamier uh, of a mouthfeel to me. Um, I don't know if I'd agree with good old boy Dave that, that it was, um, you know, the second one is more complex, but they were, they were different. I, I think the first one had a complexity to it. There was like a like this hickory nut kind of thing going on on the mm. palate. A um, mm. little bit of sorghum, banana clove on the nose. Um, second one for me was like just straight up juicy fruit mm. on the nose. Yeah. Mm. Um, a lot of sweeter for sure. Right. Very, very much. Yeah. Clove, allspice. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, slightly more coffee colored, but, you know, but definitely redder as well. So which one was your jam? I, I preferred the second one. Mm -hmm. Juicy fruit was always my thing. Interesting. <laughs> mm. Juicy fruit guy. Mm. Reverend there Mark, what do you think we of the doubles it. here? We knew it. Well, you know, I, I, I agree that um, there there was a lot of, uh, at least initial, uh, ox oxidation uh, right when it was poured cold. Uh, but as it as, as the beer started to breathe, uh, I picked up on some other notes that I wrote a little later. But for me... Um, the uh, the first one the the, the first Dubal, uh I thought that there were more esters dominating on the nose. It was a little bit of a whiter head. Typically, I like I like doubles uh, and even triples that are more spice and mineral in their aspect with a drier finish. And this this one fit that bill. But then, as I gave it the belch belch test, uh, right. it seemed to have a kind of a Coca Cola like aftertaste Wait, to me. There's a belch test. Yeah, yeah. There's for always me, a belch for test. me, it always you know it's the like, Reverend Mark belch <laughs> test. Wow. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, isn't that we what we we lay we lay all that out yeah. when, when we go into the tasting notes? So the belch taste for me was I, I tasted Coca Cola in my nose. Hmm. Uh, Mine so, was more of Ode to Chili from last night. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the second one, though, to me, there was right on the nose just this this very distinct aspect of of candy sugar, hmm. you know, because they're mm. used like this beet sugar. So oh, I yeah. got I got that. The head was a little bit more caramelly in its uh, you know in its hue, and uh, that suggested to me it was a little richer. And I thought, for my money at least, there was a really great fruit kind of malt balance. Uh, that just gave it a little bit more viscosity and a little bit more depth um, as it kind of trailed off. So for me, of the two, I'm going for two. Wow. So two number twos. Dave, you were a one or two? I'm a one. I'm so always number one. A one and a, and a couple of twos. Mm. Tim, what do you think about the doubles here? Well, my first thought is, do they play baseball in Belgium? Does anyone? Or? No. No. So you can't get like a stand-up double. No. Or I could. Uh, oh. Uh, this is more of a question than a joke. Yeah. It was also a really there good joke. All the air out of the room. Just or like, whoosh. oh, it's over the fence. It's uh, a base clearing quad. And things were going no. so well. <laughs> yes. Right. Correct. All right. We'll erase that part. We of should the, hum it. Of the, uh, 
podcast. Well, so my, my thoughts have been echoed by my excellent co-hosts. Um, yeah, I don't know really what to add other than I, the second one was a lot noticeably more sweet. Um, throughout this podcast, my tasting notes will follow mostly the sweetness. I, I just can't do sweet beers, and that goes for these beers as well. Oh, says he who brought a peanut butter stout. It doesn't mean it's sweet. <laughs> it's made with peanut flour that has all the fat taken out of it, actually. Okay. It finishes at a low gravity, a low Play-Doh. So it's um, So they're not, they're not that's sweet. Not a, that, that's not a planet anymore. What's that? Oh, no, it's Pluto. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't like Play-Doh anyways. Um gets in your carpet and you can get but yeah it's so carpet. salty you know, the, too yeah yeah that's true it is and it comes out worse on the other end so yeah. what was your pick number one or number two i liked the number one mm, you're so a couple of number ones a couple yeah. of number twos there a couple of my tasting notes the f- number one i actually wrote down astringent and i so i can see where some of that oxidation was kind of playing into kind of that cardboard, you know, kind of element that was kind of coming through. Um, it definitely was one of those beers where I go, mm, you got something else. Um, so that was uh, probably, you know, I was thinking between uh, number two, I'd have all day long. It was sweet. It was balanced. It was kind of this nice roast about the whole thing. You know, the whole thing was just kind of uh, working, you know, for me, you know, through and through. So, um, you know, those are definitely uh, some things that really caught my attention. Uh, I think this was, uh, of all the pairings, I thought this was one of the pairings where it was, to me, it was very polarized. And it was like, no, no brainer for me. I'm like, yeah, I'll have number two. So we were split in our rating here. And so we're going to do the reveal of uh, first our collective choice. Then we're going to say we picked number two. And our rating for that is going to be a four. Uh, uh. And our fine production assistant today, Juliana, is actually coming down and letting us know which one we picked, which is going to be the La Trap. Yeah. Uh, between the two. So number number two in our flight was La Trap, and number one was the Chimay. So I, I thought two was a lot was more oxidized than the first. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm going to finish number two just to help us along here. Okay, if I must, I'll do that as well. Mm. Those blends, yo. Those blends. Great call. I'll have the Chatrap. (laughs) Chatrap. Treme. (laughs) Treme. Well, you know, so one of the uh, things that I said as we were sitting down with this flight, I was like, you know, I've never done this before. Uh, where I've sat down with uh, these beers in the same style and, you know, actually pitted them head to head like this into some blind. I've had some of these beers side by side. Like I've had, you know, different triples, you know, side by side from Belgium, but not in a full blind, you know, tasting like this. So, yeah, this is, this definitely is going to true up everybody. You guys are all nodding your heads yep. there. So. Yep. Yep. Did you know La Trap was the uh, one of the very first commercial sponsors of The Sound of Music? Really? Yeah, that's why they they, they changed the the name uh, of the family to the here, La Trap family. Here we uh, go. Yes, I knew it was coming. Wow. Yes. wow. So that if you're <laughs> keeping <laughs> score here, it was a trap. That's a, <laughs> that's really horrible pun number four. So we'll keep track of that. Well, actually, four. I, I, oh I will tell you, I will yeah. tell you this. So La Trap for a time had an arrangement with um, uh, Artois. Still Artois. And so they were brewing the beer collaboratively together for a while. And then uh, 
then after the deal expired in like 1980, they went back to the monks brewing it. And so they've been doing it ever since. Mm. There you go. There you go. I was waiting for a pun. Yeah. Yep. Me too. And yeah. So. No, it's just straight facts. Buddy. On the notes of the wow. blind tasting, I, I do find it, you know, somewhat uh, unexpectedly, you know, with the blind tasting, it is rather relevatory of, you know, Oh, I, I would have told you if you had asked me which the one of these Chimay I like better it would have been the Chimay. Yeah, you know, I've yeah. had it so many yeah. times. Yeah. But no. 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 Well, and I think uh, to me and my, uh, it's because the Chimay Blue is just such a blowout quad, you know, and you you think that that would fall all the way through, you know, to the rest of the product line. And I don't know that I would, you know, always think that's the case. I mean, I really love the Chimay, the Latrap Triple. It's, it's really good. And... I'm probably not the biggest fan of, you know, Chimay's triples, you know, so. Well, let's find you know. out. I was like, yeah. we'll see. Well, yeah. maybe you we'll are. get on with it. Let so us, Yeah, you don't know it. Next step know. is going to be, yeah, you're exactly right. This is just going to be a moment where you're going, <laughs> yeah, he didn't. That's a bunch of crap. Uh, the Chimay Sink Sense uh, is their Belgian triple. Uh, the blonde ale is dry and floral with slight hoppy bitterness, and the hoppiness Hoppiest Chimay Ale Sink mm. Sense was created by famed brewmaster Father Theodore in eight in nineteen sixty six. Wow. We that used to call is, him Daddy Ted. Oh, okay. Daddy yeah. Ted. Yeah. Uh and we're pitting that against the Chimay or the Latrap Oh, I thought triple. you were gonna play the wah wah the trap. Yeah, see. That's a trap. The Latrap oh. Triple. Uh, so this is gold, a blonde with a white head, fruity aromas of peach apricot combined with floral aroma. The taste here is classic Trappist ale with powerful and full taste. In addition to the ale has a candy sweet and light malted character. The aftertaste has a bitter and slightly draw, dry. So again, uh, we're pitting Chimay against Latrap Triple in this discussion. Dave, which one do you triple like? Triple versus triple. Did you like, like number one or number two? Number two. On Sunday, Sunday. Oh, okay. Number yeah, I like two. number two. That was yeah. good. And is much more robust flavor. Hmm. Robusto. Interesting. Okay. Flavoro. See. Uh, good old boy, Drew. What did you think about which triple you liked? Uh, I preferred number one. Um, <laughs> wow. It is... Uh, We're never going to see Iron Man. Much clearer. Um you know, it's got this uh, effervescent on the front, but it finishes kind of creamy. Uh, reminded me a little bit of a creamsicle. There's like or maybe a little, ale. little bit of like yuzu kind of character to it to me as well. Um, I very much enjoyed number one. Number two was really good as well, but it had this uh, white balsamic, like sour cherry, you know, kind of acetic character to it, which I don't typically no. enjoy in this type of beer. Nothing Except on a like salad. A, nothing quite there like you go. a good number two. Mm. You know what I mean? Brewer of all things triple, Reverend yes. Mark, what do you think? <laughs> and I am the brewer of all things Trinity. Um, I liked one. Mm. Um, and Interesting. For, for these reasons. Well, you know, you drink with your eyes first, and it was very bright. I like that. Nice white head. Ah. Um, it was a little grassy on the nose, uh, I found at first. Uh, but I, as, I, as I sipped and sipped and sipped, I thought, this is actually... Though a triple in high gravity, quite a quaffable beer, hmm, uh, which was kind of unusual. Uh, so I felt as though the aftertaste was clean, but more importantly, and I think what tilted sort of my you know meter in that direction of giving it 
you know, the, the highest of the two ratings was that I really got a lot of good Pilsner malt out of this. Yeah. It was just really good. That was actually Pilsner a malt. question I was going to flirt yeah. with all of you is, so, you know, this is a Pilsner malt, you know, through and through, which one really was showing off, you know, the Pilsner malt, you know, in here. For me, this the one was. Ones. Yeah, yeah, the one, number one. Yeah. Maybe the, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I felt that the first one was a lot cleaner. Um, mm-hmm. When it was cold, I, I could got I got some hoppy hop flavor from it, which mm-hmm. I liked, mm-hmm. and it almost has kind of moved beyond a triple, like Reverend Mark was saying, to something else. Um, I don't know, closer to a, like a, a I don't know. It wasn't anywhere near a pale ale, but it it, it was more than just a triple, to like me. a single. You know, I mean, but it yeah. had the triple could, strength. It yeah. did exactly. It was, it's very drinkable, very quaffable. Triple double. Um, it seemed like in two, it was a little fruitier, and just things. Yeah, things were muddled. It wasn't as clean for me, and so right. I, that's why I preferred number number one. Hmm. <laughs> but also, I think uh, back to the sweetness. It just it tend. I think it overwhelms things sometimes and, and hides other flavors. Oh, and so that's why I don't like it because it just is so. Because he's already sweet enough. So, so. number one, definitely a lot uh, squeakier, clean. And I like some of the comments you know that we're having here because this is a very different mouthfeel. Because number one is yeah. is this very straightforward, clean finish, Pilsner malt oh, yeah. through and through. I mean, this is like you know. If you were at a BJCP, you know, test exam, they'd go, what is this? And you should have gone, it's a triple, you know, it has big banana. It has, you know, the star of the show is definitely the Pilsner there. Um, you know, I thought both of them were creamy, but they were creamy for different kind of mouthfuls. The second one I actually liked better. Um, and it had a bigger mouthfeel. It was just like, hey, I'm here. I'm going to hang out for a while. You know, finish the bottle. Why don't you, Mike? You know, it it definitely was one of these things where I'm, mm-hmm, yeah, I could definitely drink, yeah. you know, a yeah. bomber of this. Yeah. No problemo, you know. Um, but the esters that I thought were coming through with the second one were really kind of winning me over. You know, I just, I had that whole you know fruity kind right. of ester thing was oh, really yeah. kind of washing over i got me. some peach and apricot out of that second one yeah yeah super, you know super fruity yeah so uh super fruity uh we super. we'll go through uh our reveal of our choice but before we head out for the break which one do you think is which because i don't think the descriptions are kind of a dead giveaway here i think number one is the shemek i do too. i agree that would be my guess just because of the mostly the hops that I thought I tasted, huh. yeah. Uh, There's a little color. more of a. I think the I think the number two there. is a uh, more headed down that creamy blonde ale, you know, kind of than really you know some triples. Like, well, it has the aroma of peach like and apricot. It, it, if we really threw in a caramely, you know, right yeah. in, against these, I would definitely say that you know number one would be Chimay. Two is fruitier. One was a little hoppier. Hey, we'll be right back in just one minute. I was trying to think of something with booby trap before, but. <laughs> <laughs> hey, welcome back to Sip, Suds, and Smokes. Of all the really bad decisions up? you've made today, you've chosen to stick around for this this uh, part of the show. On It's a double brewery takeover edition we have today. We are pitting. It's a monk fight. 
It, everybody is monk food fighting. Monk fruit fighting, actually. That <laughs> right. would, you know, it's you know pretty, what? That could hurt. Yeah. <laughs> but they're, veg- <laughs> hurt. they're vegetarians, yeah, they you know, are. that monks, are, they are vegetarians. They're spirit involved. Yeah. Anyway, are they? we're pitting, yes, they are. We're, we're I did pitting not Chimay that. versus Latrap in a blind uh, blind taste off. We were looking at the doubles, the dubels, the triples, and the quads in each of these product lines. And we're doing them in a blind tasting, talking about some of our uh, things we've observed through this tasting, and then the big reveal. And we're kind of stepping into our first choice for the triple is actually going to be number one here, and it is a such rating of four. And number one is going to be the Latrell. Interesting. Exactly the opposite of what we would I never... was thinking it was going to be. Man. So wow! So I demand that, a recount. Huh, well, Mike, you said you you said you love the Latrap trip. I do so. love the Latrap, but I picked number two, which uh, is not what we picked yeah. here. So you love I, the Chimay triple. I love the Chimay triple. Yeah. I get a free T-shirt now, right? So interesting. Um, wow! How about that? That's cray cray. Uh huh. Yeah, now I'm tasting with the full knowledge, and I still don't agree. But anyway. <laughs> so for what it's worth, when we were rating these individually, I, I rated them exactly the same. So it was kind of hard to uh, you know pick what was your favorite. Yeah, I don't think there have been any like major blowouts. Uh, the triples are my favorite. Yeah. Well, with my individual ratings, my uh, was more polarizing for the double and the triples. For the quads, they were exactly the same. So there you go. Huh. Interesting. So, what uh, we hadn't talked about any food pairing uh, with um, the Dubell or the triples. Let's take them one at a time. What would you What would you eat with the Dubells? Well, apparently, if you're a Trappist monk, you got to eat vegetables, (laughs) fruits. So sad. So you're saying roughage? It's it. You got to have cabbage. Some uh, some parsnips. (laughs) So uh, speaking of cabbage, I I would love like a nice shepherd's pie or cottage pie with a dubois. And you can make a shepherd's pie in a vegetarian style with uh, brown lentils. You could. That would be great. So that would be good. And and you could throw in a little uh, stout in there. um, But how many shepherds does it take to watch a crop of beans? You know? Well, lentils aren't beans. I don't know with with dubels in that kind of you. you know the bit of kind of the roast off <laughs> I of will it. I like you. something that has Lejeunes, a bit of perhaps. some vinegar Lejeune. bite to it. You know, I I like a, a really good bratwurst. Mm. You know, with a you know with some sauerkraut on it. That's what I was going to suggest for the triple. Oh, mm. well, there you go. The fat to you know, say the 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 more astringent nature of the triple to cut through all the fat. Yeah. Okay, I can buy that. I can have a brat with either one, but take that double and cook it down and put in some barbecue sauce. Get some of those. Uh, all of those would work. Yeah, those are all good. Some nice spare ribs. Yeah, so for the triple, other shot. than a brat, what what else would you have with tofu, the wow. triple? I mean, it's such an easy drinking beer. Like it goes with almost anything. It's Pretzel City for me. Really? Yeah, pretzels yeah. would be great. It's a it's a you know, big bready. Anything know, salty. I think, or I think a, ni- a nice pizza would be. It would. Oh, really? Like, yeah. Pizza beer, or cheese. Yeah. And, well, uh, yeah. yeah. You know, I like some strong stone mustard and uh, um, pretzel with triple. I think that is kind of the ultimate combo. You know. Mm. Yeah, or some some good cheese and then like nice homemade bread and yeah. really fat oh, gosh. butter. Toast points yeah. and yeah, yeah. Hmm. Just sit around a little fire. Maybe a little little pate. We could sit around and watch our favorite teams lose with all this. <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. definitely. 
We've been doing that a lot lately. Yeah. And at eight, and 8%, it makes the pain go away. Like, oh, and then right. you're like, I don't even remember if they won or lost. Yeah. Who cares? Is that a great Anybody but damn it. That's, my that's the name go? of the team I that yeah. I'm rooting for. <laughs> so, uh, Roll Tide. Oh, don't say that on this show, please. <laughs> at least butcher it. Okay, uh, next up, we're going to talk about the quads that we have uh, in this lineup. Here's a quick description of the Chimay Grand Reserve. So you pretty much ordered as I'll have the Chimay Blue is usually how you're ordering it. It actually is a Belgian strong, dark strong ale is the proper classification of it. Uh, it is a 9% ABV. It's actually a... Uh, People tend to, to drag the quads out during the wintertime and, you know, holidays because it has, you know, a lot of Christmas spices in it. Give some to Grandma and she'll go to bed early. Does it warm uh, you up? <laughs> uh, this one is a dark ale that re uh, has rich flavors of mulling spices and caramel with a smooth palate and warming finish is what Shemay's written here. Wow. I had to mull that over. So for nice. the uh, La Trappe nice. quad, uh, hmm. again, this was made... Uh, back in 1991, um, it was actually uh, as a ceremony. Uh, I'm sorry, it was they baptized her beloved quad, the Conan Heaven Brewery, baptized her beloved quad under the approving glances of the monks. Okay, I'm not lady? really quite sure how you baptize by a Do you uh, break a bottle on a bottle or on uh, a footer. Or? Or? You sure. pour holy no, water you, uh, over the. Yeah, cow. we're, we're gonna look sprinkle. at this from across the quad. You know, to, while you're wow. doing that, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's closely guarded recipe became reality, and the first quad beer was in the world was born 1991. Wow, that's. You would think they'd been making it for like a hundred years. That's the first years, quad you know? ever. I don't know. I can't believe that. that right. Maybe their first quad. Uh, it's known for being one of the heaviest ales of the La Trappe, uh, Trappist ales and is eponymous of this ale style. A full, warming, and intensive taste. Multi with sweet tones of dates and caramel. Is this about hippopotamus? I know. Anyway. Uh, so, uh, good old boy Dave, what did you think of the quads and your uh, choice between number one and number two? It's uh, it's it to me these two uh, were the ones that sort of opened up the most uh, as as they warmed up and like the flavor just got real big in both of them. I think it got bigger in the second one though, uh, number two, and I liked that. I liked for all the uh, the dark fruit and just the big uh, the big sugars that are in there i like so i like number two better brown sugar brown sugar i'm gonna have to, to yeah i know yeah i disagree go ahead disagree but you know the, well the odd part is is i've actually picked number two as my favorite when these were a little colder now that they have warmed up you know as, as difficult as it was to pick in the the beginning it's even more difficult i might even you know change my vote quote unquote hmm. um mm. rule break i know right there's a little mm. phenolic note in the number one that's kind of throwing me off i think but phenolics are okay well i know they're yeah. okay in the style but i don't like them so. <laughs> exactly so they're not okay <laughs> yeah. number one just got like bigger sweeter like molasses raisins you know your typical like what you would expect out of a quad number two for me got a little more it was it was already a little more off profile from yeah. what like i would be, a, approach a quad looking for uh which is why i liked it initially um but I don't know. There's like this coffee, like kind of undertone to it that I don't find unpleasant, but but it got stronger. It seemed as it warmed. I got you. Hmm. Got you. Yeah. Yep. Reverend Mark, what do you think of the quads here? I thought that uh, for me, at least, the the second one, uh, the quad two, um, it was 
richer to look at. I mean, again, I drink with my eyes a lot first. Dark, a lot darker. Yeah, yeah a lot darker. Oh, yeah. A brown, more of a brown hue, uh, kind of a be- beige to brown type head almost. Uh, it was a, a little let, less lacy though. Kind of you look for that. Uh, it didn't seem to hold a head hold the head as much. But that could have been because it was higher higher attenuation, uh, more alcohol. I don't know. Uh, but for me, it had really a great fruit basket of flavor. You know, in terms of esters, it had a lot of raisin and plum and some chocolate in there. A little bit of coffee. You know, and esters. Um, yeah, 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 and yeah, ester. Yeah. Um, so for me, at least. Uh, I thought it was one that I, I, I could savor, you know. It was a savoring kind of taste. And, uh, of course, I gave it the belch, ta- belch te- test. How'd it do? Uh, oh, man. Yeah. It was just really good to re-swallow. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> good flavor through the nose. <laughs> do, not, do not make a Hummer joke right now, Mike. Do not make a Hummer joke. Hold him back. <laughs> Whereas the first one, it was it was good. There was a lot more stone fruit in the first one, and I, I got some toasted caramel and uh, some candy bar kind of notes on it. But I oh. thought of the two, it was a little bit more oxidized, just as I as I hmm. kind of compared compared them. But I think we're, we're 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 drinking imported beers, and you get that anyway, just because they're imported. They've been sitting in a whole lot of places. Yeah, hold of a ship here, train yeah. truck. Yeah, maybe not a plane. Back of a warehouse. Well, but definitely back of a warehouse. Back of a store. So which one did you like? One or two? Of a store? Uh, two. Two. Yep, definitely. T- Tim, what do you think of the uh, quites? Uh, quites. The quad. The quad flight here. I mean, this this was Freak. a tough decision. They both of these beers are are excellent. I think. Um, unfortunately, I drank all of number two, so I didn't see how it warmed up. So I can't comment on that. But that you know, they're both. Super complex. Number two, it had more of the dark fruit flavor, more sugar, more like kind of fig um, sweetness. And I, I thought number one was cleaner. Um, it was lighter in color, as we said. And like Reverend Mark said, you kind of drink with your eyes. So you see the clarity in that and the lighter color and just tastes like a cleaner finish. Um, overall, I liked the first one more, but this, this was pretty tough because these are both Solid, solid. I agree. Quads. This is a bottle with a message in, and the message is beware. beware. Yes. <laughs> uh, and I would say beware because these are both really, really good. And I would sit around and probably drink both of these all day long. I think one's 9% and one's 10%. Or uh, let's see. Now. The ABV of the Latrab is 10%, and the Chimay is 9%. Yeah, so you get in a little bit of trouble with that. I am already oh, in. A don't go anywhere. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm not going to say the word Hummer at all again today. So, uh, the. Uh, Lies. <laughs> I, I just had one beer, Ossifer. <laughs> That's correct. Uh, you know. Close it, your little rule book on that one, Point Dexter. Really, you know, a bit of a toss up, you know, between these. Uh, definitely visually very, very different. You know, and I think a lot of people, as they're ordering a quad they go oh i want something rich and dark and belgian strongs and you know you look at things that have that big dark appearance in them and you go oh yeah honey bring me the raisins and the plums and you know so visually i would say that definitely number two uh has a lot of appeal you know visually but the taste profile is very rich you know for both these there's lots of plums and stone fruits and raisins through these and you know i just would probably drink you know all of these all day long it's interesting but i wrote number one as being more complex even though uh between the two choices i actually chose number two and i would tend to 
more more I would tend to gravitate towards more complex as a natural aspect of my own taste profile. But yeah, at the end of the day, these both had a you know same rating for me. I just happened to choose number two over number one. Um, you know, just something hit me a little bit better about number two. But honestly, I would sit down and pound and drink both of these all day long. Twist you know. my arm mm-hmm. and make me choose. Yep, yeah, I'm for with sure. You. Well, after our collective discussion, our choice out of which quad we liked was number two, and our suds rating for that was a five. And, oh, and, and what is it? This beer. Yes. 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 She finally got one. Yeah, she may. So the Chimay Blue she uh, may. She was, may. The, oh, uh, baby. was the winner there. She so, can. wow. Very interesting, all the way across. So uh, our winners today, um, hopefully I got these uh, all By correct. split decision. Yeah, so the Latrap won the Dubel, the Latrap won the Triple, and the Quad won the Chimay Blue. So uh, rather interesting. Would that yeah. have been your your guess walking into this, that the it wasn't like a clean sweep? Chimay or? Blue doesn't surprise me. No, oh, it's no, not, not at all. all. Not at all. I haven't had as much Hang experience on a second drinking the trap. I finished mine. Yeah, yeah that's true. I, I don't know. I mean, Chimay definitely has this elevated... Uh, reputation. Yeah, reputation. Exactly. Like It, it, it seems like it's one of the top... Uh, available Belgian or Trappist yeah. beers, you know, like you could talk about Westie or something, but you can't go anywhere and just find that. And Chimay, you can get in pretty much every beer store you're going to ever walk into that has any sort of good selection or international selection, I should say. And I think maybe because it is so popular and so sought after that it's maybe a little bit more current or fresh, you know? Yeah, that's you know, a good that, point, that's too. That's a very good point. Yeah, I mean, La Trappe, even just looking at the label, it's I mean, maybe it's more monk-ish, but it's just kind of beige and bland, and I don't know. It's not something about it just doesn't seem as exciting, and I think that like kind of affects your your uh, psychology about it. Mm. So, uh, food pairing choices that you would have for the Chimay Blue: white pizza with prosciutto, and maybe some nice uh, field foraged mushrooms. Say. Man, I want some mm. kind of dessert. Yeah, I would say just a cheesecake. Just a yeah. really good cheesecake would be good with this. Yeah. I would pair it with a really hot woman, my wife. Because <laughs> I just would. Someone's trying to claw would, back uh, some he, of the bad well, things he well, said no, earlier. No, no. I, I, <laughs> he I'm would have just to... saying that she would not drink it, and that would leave more for me. Excellent. Yeah. And I would mm. enjoy her company I thought you were because saying she's not stealing my beer. So. You'd have to ply her with a high gravity beer to let yes. her get near you. How about some like pecan or uh, what is it? Pecan with. With chocolate chip, like chip. yeah, What's that one yeah. No, pecans are poison, so no. And one I, or or maybe some some toasted Heresy. pumpernickel toast Allergic. toast Pecan wedges pot. with yeah. fig uh, jam, a little spread. Yeah, that would be great. There you go. Uh, charcuterie board. So, did you guys enjoy this uh, little exercise? Uh, this yeah, is this very is enlightening. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I learned a lot, and it's cool because I think you can do this at home. Go go oh, to the totally. store, find three or four. Doubles, triples, quads. You don't have to do all three, you know. You can find, it, you can find uh, not only these beers, but other, you know, Trappist or Belgian beers that you want to pit head-to-head. I think you'll be surprised. I think you'll be very surprised. I think we're all rather kind of, duh, I would not have picked that, you know, all day long, naturally. But, hey, 
Best beer wins in the glass for sure. Well, something else I wanted to mention I didn't realize before, but in a good American fashion, Chimay goes from double, triple, quad in red, white, and blue. America. Oh, America. So that's how you can remember it. Very now, nice. Because yep. I can never remember it. Like the red, is that the <laughs> quad? And the blue state wins. Well, the the Latraps have colored labels on them, but we don't say, give me the orange one. They, give me the purple. <laughs> <laughs> the orange with the purple writing. Hey, guess what? You managed to find where we're located today, and we'll be right back on the same place wherever you found us next week. Um, we're all over the place as well. Uh, you can find us on radio, satellite, online, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and nearly any place that you listen to a podcast. The easiest way to find the show on your phone is ask Alexa, Siri, Uncle Tom, or Aunt Martha, play podcasts, Sip Suds, and Smokes. And we would love your feedback, and you can reach us online at info at sipsudsandsmokes.com. Our daily tasting notes flow out on Twitter and Instagram every day at Sip Suds Smoke, and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. Please, please, please take the time to rate this episode if you're listening online. Five stars. Five, five stars. I think you're a good homer, Mike. Cinco Australia. <laughs> what? Good old boy, Dave. Thanks for being here. I don't ever want to hear the word hummer again. <laughs> good old boy, Drew. Are you going to come back for another episode someday? I, I, I don't know. You're on the fence. I'm on the fence. Thanks More for, Gregorian champ. <laughs> thanks for being here today. Reverend Mark, thank you for blessing us with your presence. This has been sacramental. Yep. <laughs> Sacrificial. Did he say that? I always get those words. Confused. Sacrilegious. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. All, that's, all what that's what I Sacre meant. Sacre bleu. It has been all of this. Good old boy, Tim. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks. Yeah, was, this was easier than shooting monks in a barrel. Yeah, we should have thrown the peanut butter stout in this flight just to screw everything up. <laughs> always room for peanut butter stouts. Hey, this is good old boy Mike asking you, come back, join us for another exciting episode of the award-winning Sip Suds and Smokes, and I will ask you to keep on sipping. been a one-tan hand production of Sip, Suds, and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time.